Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Kayla and Rob from Witch Mountain. Check it out. All right. What's up, everybody? It's Keith from Ghost Cult Magazine. We're here with Kayla and Rob from Witch Mountain. How are you guys doing? Welcome to Brooklyn. Thank you. Doing great. Good to see you once again. Uh, Halfway through the current tour, which is awesome, on the relatively brand new Witch Mountain self-titled record, which is phenomenal. Came out in May on Spart Records. Uh, How's the new material going over live on this tour so far? Uh, People seem to be really liking it, really into it. Awesome. Uh, you know, obviously, like a long break between records and some changes in the band, and only the single, which was also awesome. Uh, but really love the album. Uh, we we found it to be very favorable. We're very considered tough graders over at Ghost Cult, so uh, love the record and uh, just kind of goes beautifully. Like, look, you know, bands have lineup changes, people come in and out. Uh, but you know, even for a band with a, a long history, the music just go. It's like, oh, just continuing on with the you know the repertoire. It's awesome. Uh, you know, like. A great flow of stuff so looking forward to hearing the new material tonight uh any particular uh new stuff that's like a challenge to play or it's just all kind of at this point flowing you guys are ready well it seems like we've spent a lot of time recording and practicing the material so at this point i wouldn't say it's a challenge i think it's more of a challenge to make sure that we just stay on top of the material every night and that Kayla, you know, she really has a lot of pretty extreme vocals on all the materials. So she has to watch her voice to make sure she doesn't throw it out, you know, and take it easy at times. And sometimes we have to change the order a little bit, maybe take a song out here that's a little easier to play. But other than that, well, it just gets better every night. Awesome. And uh, so thank you for sparing some of your voice for this interview. And um, is there any other, uh, you know, singer tips or tricks that you do to just keep yourself well-oiled for this machine? Yeah. I every night. I actually warm up before sound check because if you're going to sing at all, you have to warm up. So I always warm up at exercises. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Um, I don't even drink coffee. Yeah. Um, that'll dry out your throat. Um, yeah, and you got to get lots of sleep, too. Tough to get on the road in a van or a bus, right? Yeah. Tough. And I marvel sometimes at singers uh, over the years are like, I don't warm up. I just go kill it. And that's like, whoa, really? Because longevity, right, is a thing you're you know, concerned with. And, you, and also, just not just the rigors of touring, but what comes after, right? The next tour, the next release, the next album, the next yeah. anything. That's the thing. Like it's it's a longevity thing. It's like okay, see how long and maintain that. Like I know right after this tour, I have to work with my other band, so I'm just like really, really worried about my voice. Sure, of course. Uh, that's awesome, and uh, no, no, clearly no worries shifting between the different uh, bands and genres for you, right? That's easy, easy peasy. I know you came from the other outfit, and uh, it's awesome that you're still able to do both. So that's pretty cool. Um, and again, the hit, you know, history of the band this is a band I followed for a long time, twenty years uh, for you and me, and uh, seen a lot of stuff. I, I definitely feel like this is in the top maybe two albums. 
So I'm really stoked on this release. Um, did you think you would be here? <laughs> 20 years, like 98 to 2018. It's a long time for my life. I'm getting up there. You're a little younger, but you and I are about the same age. So it's like, man. So I remember like when I first like discovered you guys, probably in a magazine, like probably Terrorizer or something, Metal Hammer. Like, you know. Oh, King Diamond on the cover? <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah that was, I was a subscriber. So. Yeah, we, we started in 87. We just turned 21 this month. Right. Um, you know, I personally knew in one form or another I was going to continue to play music. And, you know, I've been in four different touring bands now. And with Witch Mountain, we've had our ups and downs, and we've, we've had some little breaks here and there and temporary hiatuses. I really didn't think we were going to be doing it this long, but at the same time, I felt like... You know, longevity is like the true key to success. And we've always had this attitude that, you know, after we got into, like, we didn't know what was going to happen, which fit. And when Kayla came along, it was like, there's something, there's some kind of sign from somewhere that's telling us they really want us to keep going. And me and Nate, you know, Nate and myself would joke over the years that, you know, they can't ignore us forever. And here we are, we're doing it. And, you know, this is the best lineup ever. Justin is one of the best bass players I've ever had the opportunity to play with. And Kayla just just destroys, you know, everything. She came in and really brought a lot to the you know, to the table as far as her own her own lyrics and her melody lines you know, on top of the music that I, you know, mostly come up with. And it's it's been really easy. It's kind of scary how easy it was to like present this material with Kayla, have her come in and record demos in my, my humble home studio and kind of make it happen the way it did. I mean, you know, and we had some time to tour and stuff before we even started recording and writing. So that was very helpful. You know, when she joined the band, we immediately got out and then uh, went out with dancing and had the frog and super. And it's been it's been wonderful so far, and we're really getting to know each other. We're getting along great, and it's it's been very easy. And, you know, challenging as it can be with multiple personalities, we're, we're making it work. We work things out. Right on. Unless every band is, you know, it's work. It's kind of like as close as you can be to people without a marriage of some kind or whatever. Some, no, I can't think of a thing that's more uh, personal and intimate than making art together. And you know, that's how I approach it. But uh, interestingly enough, on the flip side, part of the success of the band, I think, has been evolution anyway. So to me, I, I think this happens to be like a phenomenal in general. Like the doom and stoner rock, whatever you want to call, which mountain genres are huge right now. They're getting a lot of popularity. But also there's a lot of fertility, there's a lot of incredible releases, a lot of great upper echelon musicians and artists around. And I find that this record, what, what's hitting me is like, there's like a weird blues thing. Now look, the blues is the base of all our music, but like the, there's a weird, just like a very primal early Southern blues thing in this that's just getting me. And like, I don't know if it's just a hard year or what, but I'm just like, oh man, this song, uh, who's cutting onions? So, you know, I feel it like very very deeply very like almost like it's it's what witch mountain does but it's also like that this blues thing that's just like ridiculous in a good way <laughs> well, i've always described this as rock metal blues right but not do i mean it, we are a heavy blues band sure. that's just facts <laughs> 
right on. And I love the cover. So the Spirit, right? Spirit is a band that's like very underrated. Like there are bands like, oh, do you like all these popular bands everybody else knows? Well, here's a band that very few people collectively don't, they didn't get enough credit for whatever reason, I think. You know, Camel is one of those bands. There's, you know, all these kind of different giant bands from the 70s and early 80s. But Spirit is a band that's like, wow, I can't believe A, they did a Spirit cover and B, how great it is. Like it just sounds like your song. It almost sounds like you wrote the song. It's like strange because a lot of people just do kind of a straight up cover, right? And they don't put their own stamp on it. You particularly put your thumbprint on an amazing track, I think. Like it's not a copy, it's you, you know, which I love. Because a lot of people just like, oh, check this cover out we did, just like the original. It's like, I never enjoy that. I don't know about you guys. It's important to own a song, you know, like like Jimmy Hendrix owns Watchtower or but you always love you. People hear these songs and they don't know that, like, you know, Judas Priest didn't write Diamonds of Rust. You know, and, it's, and that's good. And a lot of these reviewers didn't have a, a lot to go on. They just got the tracks or getting reviews of this album. They had no idea that they thought it was our song, all our songs. Well, that's a credit, not a just a credit. And again, like I said, that band in particular to me is like beloved but overlooked. So uh, badass. And then uh, just to segue, I know uh, a lot of the lyrics are very personal for you on the album. Was it hard writing some of that personal stuff? Not just your first album with the band, and really uh, on a very big stage. Uh, not you know your other band's awesome too, but I, I in particular I remember reading that some of this stuff's very close to home for you so is it hard like being vulnerable like that and sharing this stuff with everybody or just like I'm gonna go do this it's not difficult for me I think um, it's it's a very personal it's I'm coming from a place of Press it, needing to get it out. And I kind of use our art as a kind of a therapy almost. So, you know, getting to sing those same words every night does something. There's some kind of magic in that. Um, and uh, it just allows me to release built up emotions that I feel really like getting up on that stage and singing about these horrible things that happened and singing about all the traumatic childhood. You would think it would do the opposite of it, but it would just draw the attention to those events. But over time, a song can shift from being about something negative to taking on meaning. So I'm not saying that those songs are actually about the same thing as the writer right on and then of course your fans interpret it and make it either meaningful to them or just oh i relate or oh that happened to me also and yeah, it means something to them separate from you know what a separate experience right uh which is the beauty of all music right and what does it mean to you what does it mean to me what does it mean to all of us, right? So different meanings and stuff. That's great. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so you said you're heading into the studio next. What's next that you can talk about that's booked for Witch Mountain beyond this tour? Do you guys have other stuff lining up or not yet? Well, we're definitely going to promote this record overseas. 
never know what falls in your lap. I've also got another band as well, Scandler, and, I, and our album comes out real soon, so I'll be promoting that as well. So there's going to be some times where it's going to be a little probably complicated for all three bands <laughs> to, to coordinate, but we will make it work because you know, me and Taylor are very, this is what we want to do, you know, and we both stay really active musically, and so there's going to have to be some sacrifices and careful planning especially on, on our, our part, you know, because both, you know, all three bands are going to want to promote the record around the same time, I'm guessing, especially the school, which Mount will come out this year. I'm guessing the rest of the Dead's coming out next year. That's not right. And there's going to be some crossovers. There might be some touring where one band has to meet the around some festivals. Well, so it might be a long tour for me, and it might be long tours for me. Awesome, awesome. Well, I hope it works out. I'm looking forward to more. Yes. I'm greedy, so I want more. Um, and uh, I would love to see you guys, as always, like uh, with, with the dancing tour, I would love to see you guys get picked up by a big national tour and uh, get out in front of as many people as humanly possible for a band I've been rooting for, of course, for a long time. So to me personally, I'm very selfish. <laughs> with my journal hat on, it'd be good for music for more people to hear from you guys. And like I said, it seems like a time right now where there's a lot of crossover and there's a lot of the very fertile time. Paul Bear is here tomorrow. I just oh, wow. saw Sleep Friday. Uh, I just saw Yob last month. So like we're just very lucky that these kind of concurrent genres are hitting the Northeast and everywhere else. So it's killer. Um, I always try to end on a wild card question, but uh, I'll, I'll throw this one at you. When you're not working, uh, the segment is usually like, what's the worst job you ever had? But what's the what job do you do when you're not doing music what do you do for work is it terrible do you you know does it pay the bills does it not pay the bills you know how hard it is to make it in music right yeah um i'm also an actor but i guess that also doesn't music so i won't say that but i'm a voice teacher so i i just teach voice lessons i teach people how to do what i do Sure. And what about you, Rob? I'm sure. I, Over I, the years, a lot of jobs. I work for, well, I'm, I'm fully in the music business. I work for a promotions company promoting bands, and then I also <laughs> work for a company called Dropout Media, where sure. I consult bands with my partner. Do some light management and, and mentoring bands that you know, learn from the mistakes I've made. The mistakes I did. Those are very worthy giving back to the community types of things. I will definitely share some links if I can and help promote, of course. Uh, thanks for spending some time with Ghost Cold Magazine. I really appreciate you guys. And again, love the new album, the, the self-titled Witch Mountain record. Like a lot of bands don't self-title a record anymore. They come up with a name or pull something from the lyrics. So it's like when it's a self-titled record, it's like, ah, they meant to do that. That's yes. like a thing. It's the reverse this is who we are. continuation of Witch Mountain. Right on. The, the rebirth, the cool, and the rebirth, the rich man. I dig it. I dig it. Thank you guys for spending some time. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also, check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultman.com. We're out. Peace.